Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and he. What a game. Not even going to waste any time. Did you like the decision to go for two? Be honest. When it happened, did you like the decision? When it happened, I did not like it. But when I realized, I, you don't want me to get into it at the time, no. But once I realized something, then I was okay. Oh, no, you can get into it. You can get into it. Go. So from what I understand, like the Chargers are, were a win away. It didn't matter who they beat. They were a win away from making the playoffs anyway. So if they won this game against Kansas City, they're, they would obviously be in a much better position to have a bye in the first round. Potentially the number one seed in the AFC. So if you're two yards away, you, you go for it in that case. I, I don't think it was like, you make this and you're the number one seed, and if you miss this, you're out of the playoffs. I don't think it was that big of a deal, but I did think their defense played better in the second half. So right in the moment, I was thinking, why would you do this when your defense has been playing pretty well? Anthony Lynn said after the game that he told Ken Wisenhunt when they got the ball back, if we score, we're going for two. So he had it in his mind yeah. regardless that they were trying to win the game. Yeah, Rivers, Rivers was going to the sideline. And he thought they were going to kick the extra point. And then he saw them say, no, go for two. I loved it. I thought it was a great decision. Can I, can I tell you, though, I thought when he went to the – I'm sorry. I thought when they initially said on the broadcast that they kept the offense out there, that it was because they thought that Williams didn't secure uh, the ball. I thought it was a great decision. I mean, that's your opportunity to go win that game. I don't want to take my chance and give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes. So, well done. And you know what? I, I saw people make an argument. This is the best win of any team this season. Just because it was a fourth quarter, two-score comeback at Two-score comeback. They hadn't lost at home. They've obviously owned them for years. Yep. I think it was, what, nine straight games that Rivers has lost to them? Yeah. They're down Melvin Gordon. They lose Keenan Allen in the first quarter. With, with all due respect, it was the second-best win because the Miami Magic City Magic has to be number one. Magic uh, fair. City Magic. Fair. That was the best ending. I don't know if that's necessarily the best win. It was a huge game. If the Dolphins end up making the playoffs, it might be. But, no, look, it's a great argument. And Troy Aikman gave this stat early in the game. I don't remember what it is, but just about all the all the double-digit deficit comebacks that Phillip Rivers has orchestrated. What an awesome game. I mean, what a great way he, he to start He may have won the, the MVP last night. Nah, uh, really? If they, win the, if they have the, right. the one seed. Yeah. Mahomes is... I don't it, think it's so. Hard, it's hard to take it from Mahomes right now. But if they end up with the one seed and the Chiefs are the wild card, it's very difficult to say that the MVP is for the wild card. I agree. I don't care about that, but you're right. A lot of people do. But from a fantasy standpoint, it's so funny. You guys should have seen me when Justin Jackson scored that touchdown. It was oh, like I, I know what you were doing. Oh, it was like the Giants, Knicks, Yankees, and Hurricanes all won the Super Bowl at the same time. I was so happy. My wife told me to shut up because she was on the phone. Adam texted me last night. Justin Jackson is a terrible running back. Something like when, that. When he was struggling, when he didn't have uh, the score. Then after he scored, he goes, he's the best running back. <laughs> no, what did I say? I said, uh, I said, uh, gosh, I remember. Uh, he's exceptional. That's what I said. He's exceptional. Um, he just, he could have had such a good game. And he, all he did was hop around. It's like, dude, just run straight. Just go. He um, tripped on that one screen that he probably could have. Yes. I mean, they, they said in the broadcast, they thought he could have scored, but, right. you know, he, he left a lot of yards there. And and he was underthrown on a wheel route uh, yes. late in the game. But but you know what? You guys must have felt good because I you had to be. I know a lot of people emailed us. I responded to the emails a lot, and I, I recommended Jackson and Damian Williams a ton. I know you guys did too. It must have been a nice feeling that those two ended up with good games. Whoever started them is going to be pretty happy about it. I did a I did a radio show at five forty five no four forty five yesterday, and literally it was. 20 questions in a row about Damian Williams to the, to the point where the host goes, I can't ask you any more Damian Williams questions. It, it was like that much. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that with one particular player. And he came through. What a great game Damian Williams had. So Damian Williams had 10 carries, 49 yards, two touchdowns, and six catches for 74 yards, 23 non-PPR, 29 PPR fantasy points. He led the team in receiving with 74 yards. Meanwhile, Justin Jackson... Had 16 carries, 58 yards, and a touchdown. Three cat, three catches, 27 yards, 13 non-PPR, 16 PPR fantasy points. Uh, obviously, Keenan Allen's injury is huge and very disappointing. Did not have a catch. 
Uh, Rivers ends up with more fantasy points than Mahomes. One more. Is that the worst almost touchdown of the season? The, oh, Keenan Allen? Yeah. 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 A lot of superlatives in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any takeaways? It was uh, it was a great week to face Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. Adam, you and I have had children that within the last year. We should change their last name to Williams. <laughs> Big day for yeah, how about Mike Williams, man? Three touchdowns, one rushing. I was waiting for you to get to him. Oh, I don't yeah, think him. he has anywhere close to this kind of a game if Keenan Allen stays healthy. Right. I think that goes without saying, but it just shows you what his potential is. You got to kind of be a little bit frustrated as a fantasy fan and as a Chargers fan. Like, why don't right. they feature him a little more? Like, the, he should get an end zone target every game. Oh, I don't care about that. I mean, give him eight to ten targets every week. I, I don't know how much of a of a playmaker he is as far as after the catch. Did you see that? Did you watch the game? Of course I watched the game. Then you he see how great, good of a playmaker he yeah, is. Yeah, he was making lots of great plays, but I thought that he was more of just a giant that you use in the right. No, you use him all over the field. No, the, the, the rushing touchdown was exactly probably what you're talking about. It, that was one of many great plays that he had. But I, I know him for being that type of guy. Well, I think one of the and reasons... They should use him as such. Not only... Not only Keenan Allen out, but also Melvin Gordon out. Gordon being a big part of their passing game, um, and only three catches for Justin. Well, he still threw it to the running backs. Uh, yeah, I mean Melvin Gordon averages four point four catches per game. Okay, uh, so Jackson had three, and how many Newsom have? Newsom had two. I don't know well, how many Eckler. I don't know how many Eckler averages. He, he pro- Eckler on a good week has five. All right, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, Mike Williams is great. And he was started in 35% of leagues. And you look at start percentage now, and you really don't know what it means because it could be somebody who started uh, Mike Williams two weeks ago was eliminated from the playoffs, and that still counts as in start percentage. But I still thought 35% was kind of high. Um, luckily, I did not play against Mike Williams. I, don't, I did, benched did him in one league. You benched him in one? Well, who could blame you? For Chris Conley. Oh. And, all right, I mean, I yeah. think... Yeah, I think there's really not much else to say. Um, next week, uh, the Chargers get Baltimore. Home to the Raiders. Ravens, excuse me. And who do the Chiefs have next week? I don't know why. At Seattle. Work. All right, so finally, that's a good matchup for Mahomes because he's been like good but not great in a lot of his tough matchups. And it should be that, Next week's the season for those two teams in terms of who's going to win the division because I think they both went easy in Week 17. Uh, Chargers at Denver and uh, Oakland for Kansas City. Yeah. Who has the tiebreaker right now? Kansas City. Okay. So they uh, still need to that loss to Denver time. is looming large for the Chargers. Sure. Had they won that game, which they should have. Right. They'd, they'd have control. a better record and would be on top of them. Real quick email from Ryan. Dear Adam and team, I've held my tongue through so many bad food takes through both the football and baseball podcasts. Quote, sushi is bad from Adam, despite admitting never trying sushi. That's not true. I've had sushi. But in a state of depression, owning Keenan Allen, I can hold my tongue no more. Pickles are delicious. If you don't want them on your cheeseburger, leave them off your cheeseburger. What did pickles ever do to you? They're the worst. They just they destroy food. You're the worst. If they're on food and you don't like pickles, that's it. Game over because they've seeped into the bread. You can't just remove them. You're the worst. They're evil. I can't believe it took Keenan Allen getting hurt for him to have the nerve (laughs) to tell you that your food takes suck. I did a Twitter poll. Uh, Let's put this to a Twitter poll. How do you feel about pickles? Not fried pickles, just regular pickles. A, they're good slash great. B, neutral. C, I hate pickles so much. 61%, they're good, great. 18, neutral. 21%, I hate pickles so much. So 21% of the world is wrong. (laughs) Uh, All right, news and notes. Beckham, quad. He says his quad is not right. That's the clean version of what Odell Beckham said. Yeah, he's not playing. Doesn't seem that way. That's disappointing. Um, how do you feel about Sterling Shepard? How would you compare him to, let's say, like Cortland Sutton? The Saturday guys. Um, Cortland Sutton. I'm, I'm thinking from the Beckham owner who might have to make a decision on Saturday, you know? He's better than, I think, any of those guys. Probably not named DeAndre Hopkins. Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say he's in the conversation with Jarvis Landry. Okay. Yeah, he's like right on the fence of a number two fantasy receiver. All right. Uh,. Carson Wentz has a fractured vertebrae, so I don't think he's playing. He might be out for the year. Isaiah Crowell and Quincy Anunra are out this week for the Jets. James Conner could play without practicing. That is a big pain in the butt for us. Yeah, he's not going to play if he doesn't practice. Okay. <laughs> I, would, I would be surprised if he played. Stephen Ridley's pumped to face his former team. 
I know we all like revenge games. Does that give you any bit of a thought to downgrade James Conner? Well, James Conner's not going to play. Uh, to da- to downgrade S- Jalen Sanders. Sure. Yeah, um, no. But we did see Brandon Bolden come through with the ultimate revenge <laughs> game last week. Right. Deion Lewis didn't have great stats when he played against the Patriots, but he had a revenge game of his own. A revenge that? win for him. They are facing all of their discarded running backs. That's fine. I know. This is what happens when you oh, break up. How did so LeGarrette Blunt do? I don't think he did that well. I think he I think did. He had I think touchdowns. he did do okay, actually. I think he had five touchdowns. <laughs> five touchdowns. All right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so, do you think no, Ridley? Plays? Not, I don't want to use Ridley. If you're going to use Stephen Ridley, you might as well use James Devlin. Um, no, it's not about using Ridley. It's about downgrading Samuels. No, I think you get Ridley's five to seven carries. The Steelers aren't playing this game to placate Stephen Ridley. They're playing because they're desperate to get the highest playoff seed possible. Uh, Legarrette Blunt had 16 carries for 48 yards, two catches for 17 yards, which is actually a pretty good game for Legarrette Blunt. Uh, Matt Breida was limited in practice, guys. We're going to preview that game, but um, thoughts there, Matt Breida? I think if you have, like I had somebody ask me today about playing Elijah McGuire or Jeff Wilson. And if Brita practices today, and we know we're going to get the probably game time decision note on Brita, then I would probably be concerned about not. I'd probably play somebody in the Saturday game over. Okay, Austin Hooper missed practice again, so he right he really might miss the game against Arizona. Cleveland cornerback Denzel Ward won't play this week. Doug Baldwin practiced. Are you guys ranking Doug Baldwin? I'm sure we will after today. And T.Y. Hilton missed practice again. Do you think he, this is legit? You think T.Y. Hilton really might not play? Uh, this is another one that you wait and see what happens on Friday. If he practices on Friday, he'll be in for Sunday. I would expect. And here's a weird note. Dan Quinn said Atlanta wants to keep both Freeman and Coleman next year. I don't like that. I doubt that happens. Does Atlanta want to keep Dan Quinn next year? <laughs> it's a good question. Uh, do you expect LaShawn McCoy or Chris Ivory against Detroit? Uh, looks like McCoy's going to play. Did he practice on Thursday? He did. Let's see what he does on Friday. Yeah, we have a mailbag show. We'll uh, we'll try to update you on all the injuries. What what else? Am I missing anything big here? Look at the injury report. Uh, Dante Pettis was limited in practice. We expect him to play. Yeah, I think we're good. We got everything we need. Jordan Reed probably not going to play. No. Allen Robinson, that's one. What do we think about Allen Robinson? Looks like he's going to play. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, got a question this morning, and I never do this in the regular season, but I'm tempted sometimes to do it in the postseason. Do you ever, and I don't do it, but I'm tempted. It's out there in the back of my mind. Do you ever change your lineup based on your opponent's team? Like, oh, he's got Rodgers, so I don't want to start. The, I mean, this is a bad example because you're starting Devontae Adams. But do you ever make decisions based on your opponent's quarterbacks or wide receivers or anything like that? Try not to. Okay. Almost never. Almost, almost never. Yeah, don't do it. And should we talk about the weather this weekend? Uh, I'm looking at it right now. It looks like there's a decent chance of rain in Baltimore. Fair chance of rain in New Jersey for Titans and the Giants. Great. Uh, also, looks like there's a chance of pretty high chance of rain in San Francisco. Well, Seattle at San Francisco. Okay. Uh, that looks to be about it, but I never really consider weather until minimum 12 hours before kickoff. Yeah. Well, if it's going to be raining on Sunday, now I can't do anything fun. Now I can't leave the house. Going to have to watch football. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess the only thing that really jumped out to me was I saw Mitchell Trubisky play in cold weather last week, and it didn't go very well. I can't imagine it's going to be much warmer this week. I think playing the Rams had a little bit more to do with the weather. I don't know. I mean, both those quarterbacks were awful. They're just making terrible throws. Well, golf is a little bit of a different story than Trubisky. Yeah. And then Mariota in cold weather could, but also, be, could the be a problem, too. A little bit to do with it. Yeah. 38 degrees, according to what I'm looking at. Oh, all right. Well, that's not so bad. Uh, I just wanted to say this uh, new segment, the the week fifteen fear. I want to know if there's someone that you you feel obligated to start, but you're really nervous about it. I fear I lost week fifteen because I started. I I know who it is for me. I don't know if you guys. Aaron know. Jones. Makes That's me nervous. exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, I uh, the one 
decision I had yesterday with Aaron Jones, which I made because I ranked that way, is I played Justin Jackson over him. Um, otherwise, I don't really have a lot of choices, but it makes me nervous. Yeah, part of the strategy of fantasy football endgame is eliminating as many choices as you can so that you don't second-guess yourself. I started David Johnson over Damian Williams in one of my leagues, and I had a rank that way. I'll, I'll deal with that, but it probably just means that David Johnson's going to have like four fantasy points this week, and I'm going to be out of the league that I've won two years in a row, and I'm going to cry about it. Uh, I also fear Cam Newton, which is why he's not in my top 12. Yeah, I am nervous. But about I think it. a lot of people are getting away from him, though. I hope like, they are. You can't get away from Aaron Jones. I know that's the thing. I got him in two leagues. I think that's what Adam's point is. Like, who who's a must-start guy that you don't necessarily want to start? I'll give you my two examples with Aaron Jones, and maybe this will be relevant. I mean, it's not gonna it's not gonna change my mind. I'm almost positive I'm gonna start. I mean, one league it's either Aaron Jones or I could start Elijah McGuire. I could mm-hmm. start Josh Adams. I could start Cameron Brait as a, as a flex. Yeah, see there, I think you just stick with the best talent. Right, you go with Aaron Jones. Now, in in the IDP League, PPR, I think I could start like Adam Humphreys over him, but I think that's a mistake. Uh, Golden the the one thing I, like, I look at with Jones yeah, is can't do it. what he did against Minnesota. Yeah, good game, very good and game. And what Barkley did against this defense. Sure, and, and he should catch three or four passes. Yeah. So, Like we've seen the, the, the Rams, this happened to Sean McVay in the playoffs last year. It happened, I think, a little bit against the Chiefs. Now, he was hurt, so you don't really know fully how healthy he was. But he gets away from Gurley. He, yeah, yeah. He got away from Gurley too much against the Rams, for against the Bears. Can't really fault him against uh, the Chiefs a few weeks back because there was the ankle injury, but yeah. But he was still playing. He was still playing. I thought they should have carried the ball more, but he was playing a little hurt. All right. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's funny that we're saying that because the Packers don't necessarily always feature Aaron Jones, but at least... Philman did last week in the first game after the first quarter. So, guys, we talk a lot about good players with bad matchups. How about bad fantasy players? I won't call them bad players, but frustrating or bad fantasy players with good matchups this week. These guys are all in the NFC home games, which we're going to start getting into soon. We have beat the waiver wire. I want to talk about some sleepers, and then we'll start talking about the seven games. Um, there are three running backs, maybe four that look like they're in pretty good situations. I want to know how confident you are in starting Derrick Henry at the Giants, Jordan Howard against Green Bay, and the Atlanta running backs against Arizona. I think Henry is uh, a good play. It's just a matter of can he take advantage of the situation and not have the huge letdown after last week? Because you know the people that are in the pro-Derrick Henry camp right now are like, oh my God, this is what he's capable of doing. But then you look at the sample size of what he's done. Like, the thing I'll go back to is Jordan Howard and Josh Adams against the Giants. That's, I think, realistic of what he can do. 75 to 85 rushing yards. And I'm talking about a good day. 75 to 85 rushing yards and a touchdown. Now, he has scored in five of his last seven games, so throughout the four touchdowns, he had still found the end zone more times than not in the last month and a half. Which is what you're counting on from him. Yeah. I mean, he's not catch the ball. So uh, I think you look at it as, you know, if they give him... 15 to 18 carries, and it's been a while since they've done that. Last week was the first time, I think, since week three or four. Um, week three. If they give him those opportunities in this matchup against the Giants defense that struggled, he should be fine. The other two guys, I think, are, are, are the other two situations. I, I think uh, the Falcons in particular, which is the guy? Right. Because it seems as if, based on the last two weeks, they're trending in the Edo Smith camp. But And that kind of goes to where the opposite of what the Dan Quinn story is, because the, the thought would be is Tevin Coleman's on his way out the door, and maybe they're trying to see what Edo Smith can do. Edo's played better. Tevin Coleman got off to a nice start last week, and then he faded fast, and Edo was a bigger factor in the passing game and was just the eyeball test says that he's the better runner. It's a bad offensive line, so I think both those running backs are risks. But I've said it before, if I had to pick one, it's going to be Edo over Tevin. And Ito's cheaper in daily. I don't mind him this week as a daily play. Um, and, I, and I think Jordan Howard, you'll be lucky if he gets you 10 fantasy points no matter what the situation is because he doesn't get the ball very much. Well, yeah, last week. Well, he, he's But that's been, rare. It's so that's rare the for thing. him to get the, that kind of work. Uh, well, okay, so the last two games, Jordan Howard has 16 carries against the, at the Giants, 19 carries against the Rams. Uh, he had 18 carries four games ago against Minnesota. And here's the, you know, stat of the game. There have been seven running backs with more than 12 carries 
against the Packers, which is not a lot, by the way. Uh, six of the seven have scored 10 or more fantasy points in non-PPR, 12 or more fantasy points in PPR. Um, so, I mean, I, if I had to guess your rankings, I'd say it's Henry, Howard, Falcons, right? Yes, correct. <clears throat> I think the thing with Howard, like, I honestly don't see much difference, not necessarily talent, but in terms of situation right now, with him and Sony Michelle. Yeah. You can almost but make talent. the case for Howard to be better. I think Howard is better. I am ranked ahead of him. Yeah, Michelle. I don't right now, but... I just look at it this way. Michelle is losing touchdowns. Michelle does not play in the passing game. And Michelle has a tougher matchup this week. Mm-hmm. Not by much, but it's tougher. And it's Howard, hard to trust either one. Huh? It's hard to trust either one of these guys. No, but at least at least with Howard, it appears as if, as the weather's getting colder, they're trying to lean on him a little bit more and take pressure off of. Now, clearly, there's been quarterback issues because of Chase Daniel playing in place of Trubisky. But I think you just look at it as Tariq Cohen is who he is. He's not going to be somebody that they feed the ball to. Howard's somebody that they would like to feed the ball to. I, somebody asked me this the other day, and I said, you can tell right away, first quarter with the Bears. If Howard is averaging four-plus yards per carry, he's going to have a good game. Right away, first drive. Mm-hmm. You see that right away, you know it's fine. If he gets off and he's just you know tap-dancing behind the line of scrimmage and they're getting pushed, not getting pushed on the offensive line, getting pushed back into his face, it's a bad day right away. All right, and, and I, you know how I, we said if we have Aaron Jones in our lineup, we're a little afraid. Usually if I see I'm playing against Derrick Henry, I, I'd be happy. But I'd be a little nervous if I were playing against Derrick I don't own Derrick Henry in any leagues. But I, I think he has a chance for a monster game uh, just because I think this is a, one, arguably is the best matchup that you could have. Uh, I want to get into some sleepers. You know, I felt yesterday was kind of my fault. I didn't really focus on deep league guys. It was, uh, you know, a lot of the guys that we normally talk about. Just take a few minutes to talk about some deep league guys. So let's let's uh, just do a position by position. We could just say some names. I just want some some sleepers with upside for players, uh, for fantasy owners in deeper leagues. Might be available on waivers. You have any quarterbacks that come to mind and have some, some good upside this week? Derek Carr, Nick Mullins, and really deep, Jeff Driscoll. Mullins is the only one for me. Okay, Jamie, if you had to pick one, so Dave would go with Mullins. Would you go with Carr or Mullins? I'd go Carr. Great situation for him. He's playing great the last two weeks. How about running backs? Deep leagues uh, available on waivers? I mean, Elijah McGuire would be the first one i go look for. Yeah. If you want to go deeper than that, Zach Zenner. Okay. Yeah, Zach Zenner is available in 98% of leagues. You know, if they, I don't think I'm starting them, though. I think if, I'm speculating. If they, I, I mean, again, I don't think a lot of people want to start these guys, but that's the point. Uh, if you're if you're looking at it like you know mm. we're we're beyond this point calling guys like Jalen Samuels and um, Jeff Wilson and those kind of guys sleepers like that's just you know silly because of what the star percentages yeah, are yeah like Edo Smith I think still qualifies Elijah McGuire qualifies um, I got I got one that I want your take on huh? Elijah McGuire is interesting because he's got the Packers at home next week and if Crowell's out again and he plays well this week you probably won't hesitate to use him. Whereas Zenner, at Buffalo this week, we have no idea what his role will be. And then even if he has a good game, Minnesota at home in Week 16, you're not going to feel good about starting him. Uh, how about Darren Sproles? So Cle- yeah. Clement's out, and I just looked at seven starts for Nick Foles, not including Week 17. He barely played last year. But five last year, two this year, including the playoffs. Uh, running back has 40 receiving yards or a touchdown catch in five of seven games. Um. And you could see a scenario, certainly, where they're behind in this game at the Rams. Uh, so I, I thought maybe there's a chance for Darren Sproles, who scored in two straight games, to be surprisingly good. I think that's what you're counting on from him, though, is scoring. Because I don't know how much he's going to play. Oh, he's going to play a lot more this week than he has the first two games. But how much? Sure. But I don't know if that is he going to play 60% of the snaps? He may have to. I'd be surprised if it was that many. No, no I don't know about 60, but... He, he, could have, he could have five or more catches, I think, in PPR. Darren Sproles is interesting. Wide receiver sleepers? Uh, the two guys in Denver still, Hamilton and Patrick. Uh, if Jordy's still available, I'd go look for Jordy. Um, I don't hate the Buffalo guys if you're going deep. Oh, Taewon Taylor mm-hmm. in yeah, Tennessee. Well. How about D.D. Westbrook? I, I didn't bring him up in the game yesterday when we previewed that game. Absolutely. He's done well two of his last three, and it's a great matchup. Okay. And I, ju- I wonder, I know this guy's 64% owned, but I, you guys have Jared Goff as a top five quarterback. I wonder if Josh Reynolds, 
Absolutely. It's one of those games where all three of the guys have good games. Yep. No, I'm starting Reynolds in one league over, you know, Godwin and um, I've lost Cooper Cup, so I've been kind of scrambling to find a second receiver, and he's he's a de facto guy this week. Tight end sleepers? I mean, my favorite is Ferkser. My favorite's Vernon Davis. Okay. Those are good names. And DST sleepers? Bills, the Lions, the Falcons. Falcons ended up being my favorite of the week. Okay. Uh, let's uh, let's beat the waiver wire. I don't know if you really have to. I think we just did. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee DST against the Redskins next week. Patriots against the Bills. I, I absolutely 100% will be picking up a DST in, uh, on Saturday night for next week. Cleveland against the Bengals. Miami's DST against Jacksonville. I, I'd have to say Tennessee would be my favorite against the Redskins. Uh, here's one. How about Devontae Freeman? Do we know if there's any chance he plays next week? Uh, I'm sure there's a chance, but I'm I'm not sure. I don't know if they bring him back yeah. for a meaningless game. I couldn't really think of a quarterback, but Baker Mayfield, I don't know. He's He's so owned, but if by any chance he's available, he's playing the Bengals next week. And how about like a Denver wide receiver at Oakland? This, so, this segment I, sucks. I, I think it just comes down to, you know, Cortland Sutton's, I'm sure, not available, but Hamilton right. and Patrick are. Yeah. So whoever comes out of this game with a stronger performance. Yeah. Can't really beat the waiver wire in that regard. But you don't have to beat the waiver wire because there's only going to be two people competing for players on the waiver wire next week. And uh, we're always trying to, you know, be efficient on this show, save you time on the waiver wire and win you leagues and save you money in that regard. But we can do that with the SeatGeek app as well. You want to get to the game? I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on right now, okay? We got big football games. NBA is in full swing. I'm going to a bowl game. Uh, there are always great concerts, and there's theater, and there's comedy, and SeatGeek is your ticket to all of those events. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and I do use it all the time. And I recommend it all the time. And you, I recommend it to you all the time, obviously. But even when I'm off the air, I'm like, yo, yo, listen, use the SeatGeek app. Because I could just hand you $10. You want $10, everybody, don't you? Well, how about we save you 10 bucks on your first SeatGeek purchase? You download the app. You buy your tickets. You use the code FFT, and you get $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Why is SeatGeek the best? Because it searches multiple sites. It brings in results from different sites. And that's how you, you know, you're, you're getting that competition. You're getting the best prices. You're getting the best values. And every purchase is fully guaranteed. Download the SeatGeek app, everybody. Use the code FFT on SeatGeek. FFT for $10 off your first purchase. We start with the Monday night game. New Orleans is at Carolina. Uh, Drew Brees, I went back. I want to see because I just, I know it's not a great situation for Drew Brees. Three straight row games, not playing great. Has he ever had three bad games in a row? And yeah, he, he has. 2015, though, that, that was the last time he scored fewer than 20 fantasy points in three straight weeks. 2015. It's been a while. And by the way, he followed up that bad stretch with 892 yards, 10 touchdowns, and 95 fantasy points in his next two games. Uh, but is Drew Brees going to have three bad games in a row? <laughs> That's my question. What's your definition of bad? Bad for him or bad for fantasy? Well, ordinarily, I'd say less than 20 points. Um, in this environment, I will up it to less than 22 fantasy points at six point per passing touchdown leagues. It's he will funny be less that you than picked that number. Why? Because what I've seen from him is he's had at least 21 fantasy points in his last two games at Carolina. Panthers have allowed 21 plus fantasy points to six of the last eight quarterbacks they faced. They've only picked off four passes in those eight games. I, I think Breeze is going to be okay, but I don't think he'll be spectacular. Okay. So yeah, I'd start Lamar Jackson and uh, Dak Prescott over him. That's what I was going to ask. And Kirk Cousins. All three have more upside. Saints running backs, go. I mean, Yeah, that's what I hope they do. <laughs> Camara's a must start. What was that, Dave? That was my old man laugh because <laughs> I made a bad joke. That's great. Uh, Glad yeah, you liked it. You're starting Kamara. What they what they did last week in the second half was really smart. They ran the football. And I wonder if they just I they, they try and do that and then use play action off of that. Their uh their only goal right now is winning. 
the the you know Breeze is going to get the MVP or not, and I don't think they care about that right now. You know, I I really I have a solution for them. Start throwing the ball to Mark Ingram more. You know, like they don't have a number two pass catcher. Well, I guess they have Kamara, but even he is not catching as many passes as we'd like to see. I mean, I think the last two games he's been pretty involved, but he, he's you know since Ingram came back, he's been inconsistent there. Um, but yeah, I that mean, should be their changeup. By the way, when they're not handing off to those guys, they should be throwing. Yeah, to them. They, they should. Uh, Carol- it also feels like they they're really missing that second guy in the passing game. Yeah, I, yes. yeah, that's right. That's what I was hitting at. And um, as far as Ingram goes, uh, how do you compare him to Samuels and Behind. Niners guys? Uh, ahead. Even if Breed is out. No, Breed is out. Then Wilson. I have Ingram one spot ahead of Jalen Samuels in non PPR. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Carolina's got a, a pretty solid run defense now, but they've given up a rushing touchdown to a running back in five straight games. And I think, you know, partially because they just have a bad defense. There are going to be some opportunities to score. Um, just one quick note, just kind of for fun. The Panthers allow the third fewest receiving yards to running backs. Saquon Barkley is the only running back with more than 30 receiving yards against Carolina. He had 81 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, would you start any New Orleans wide receivers other than Michael Thomas or a tight end? No. 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 All right. Cam Newton or Drew Brees? Brees. What do you think about Cam this week, guys? Can't trust him. Saints in their last five allowing just 16.0 points per game to opposing quarterbacks. And he's been under 20 and two in a row. Okay. Uh, would you start? I mean, the shoulder, shoulder is obviously an issue. Would you start Mullins over Cam? No, I'm not there yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if Mullins is better. He's been better than the last two weeks. I think I'm going to start Christian McCaffrey. Hmm. Uh, it's probably smart. Yeah. The most rushing yards by a running back against the Saints this week, uh, this year, is it A, 84, B, 75, or C, 68? It was by Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, C. No, it's B. Seventy-five. Sorry, I should have let old man Dave guess and laugh. Seventy-five yards, most rushing yards by running back. Uh, they're great against running backs. Doesn't matter. Christian McCaffrey start him. All right, Carolina wide receivers. Who's your favorite? Still DJ Moore. Yeah, but it's back to back. Oh, really? Now. Mm-hmm. Are they better flexes than Mark Ingram? In PPR, PPR yes. Wow. All right. Standard maybe. More is in standard, not BPR. How do you how much do you like more in Samuel? I think, you know, the only thing missing from their games right now is touchdowns. Like they're they're giving you, you know, Moore's got four straight games with eight straight targets. Samuel's gotten you uh what I think eleven or twelve PPR points in four games in a row. He's over eighty receiving yards the last two weeks. So that's you know, the 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 floor is there. It's just they haven't hit the ceiling yet. You know, Moore has a couple times this season, but he just hasn't done it lately. So where do you have them? In the 20s? Yep, right around there. And where do you have Ian Thomas? Top uh, 10 for me. Actually, yeah. it's kind of crazy. I've got um eighth. I like him better in PPR than non-PPR. <clears throat> for sure. But it's, it's I mean, look, the Saints are great against tight ends. You know, you're, yeah, they are. <laughs> it's all of a sudden we're all in on a rookie tight end uh, who's had one good game. I well, guess, I'd say I guess the, I guess the team that defends tight ends better than anybody else. They do a great job against tight ends, but Ian Thomas is running those middle of the field short routes. If they like leave most them, tight ends, what's that? Like most tight ends? Yeah, sure. Like most tight ends that aren't studly tight ends, he runs seven yards, turns around, cam throws. Runs eight yards, turns around, cam throws. Um, and he tries to make a play after the catch. That volume will add up. Yeah, Thomas has, uh, he had 9 for 77 last week at Cleveland. The week before, he had 5 catches for 46 yards. And PPR, like, you'll take that. He, he'll, he'll be pretty good for someone you picked up off waivers. Thomas is 43% owned. Do you feel, though, that you're nervous? Like, obviously, you expect McCaffrey to be in the passing game. You've got Moore and Samuel as borderline number two, number three receivers. And you've got Thomas as a tight end one. And you got Cam Newton as a sit. Well, I mean, it's it's been the case the last two weeks. Cam's turning Probably, the ball yeah, over. It's true. Yeah, it's a Cam's touchdowns. not rushing as much, and there are other quarterbacks that are outperforming him. Yeah, all right, makes sense. Um, okay, I think that more or less covers it. We can compare 
Samuel and more to some other guys as we go forward. Let's go to Seattle at San Francisco. Your stat of the game. A running back has scored 14 or more fantasy points in PPR against the Seahawks in seven straight games. I said that wrong. 14 or more in non-PPR. 19 or more in PPR. No, I said it right. All right, here we go. Starting over. Everybody, men in black it. Erase that from your memory. A running back has scored 14 or more fantasy points in PPR against Seattle in seven straight games and 19 or more in PPR in six straight games. To sum it up, Seattle sucks against running backs. What do you do in this game with both scenarios, Brita in and Brita out? I'm going to stay away from them both if Brita is in. If Brita is out, Jeff Wilson is a number two running back. Agree. There's no way you can start Matt Brita, right? Not with any kind of confidence. Unless Jeff Wilson all of a sudden gets ruled out. Right, right. Something like that. Um, I see Heath has Russell Wilson 11th. You guys have him 5th. Yeah, it, I, I feel a lot more comfortable about it if Doug Baldwin plays. Would you drop him if Doug Baldwin doesn't play? A little bit. He'll still be top 10. Yeah, San Francisco's pass defense is so bad. Right. It's easy it's just, to match it just so up happens like the, the coinciding of... Wilson's bad games with Baldwin not playing are against the three toughest matchups they've had. <laughs> right. right. That's why I'm right. not as nervous about him, even if Baldwin doesn't play. Tell me if this matters to you at all. Four of the last five quarterbacks to face the 49ers have thrown for fewer than 200 yards. Carr, Manning, Wilson, and Keenum. That doesn't mean they've done poorly, but they have thrown for fewer than 200 yards. Well, Keenum sucks. <laughs> right. Carr's Wilson not was so just great. ultra-efficient. Yeah, Wilson threw, I think, 17 passes and four touchdowns. Right. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, 11 for 17, 185 and four. And Manning had a good game, too. All right. Chris Carson. This is not an easy matchup, but it, it doesn't often matter for the for the Seahawks. Start or sit? I'm Start. starting him. Number two guy. He's been great the last month. You know, and um, the last time these two teams met, you know, Penny had a touchdown. Carson got stopped uh, inside the five a couple times. Uh, and obviously, you know, the, the finger dislocation, um, you know, took him out at the end of the game. But he still had over 100 total yards. And so you just have to like the way that he's been used. Last week, I thought was one of his most impressive games because no fluker being there against Minnesota. He just he, he was as good as he's been. Seahawks got to do what they wanted to do in that game, too. They ran the ball as much as they possibly could. I think they continue to do that, so that workload should go his way, especially if Penny ends up not being a factor. Yeah, Carson's had three pretty tough matchups lately, and he's come through in all of them. He had twenty-five. He had 105 yards and a touchdown at Detroit. He had This is just rushing totals. 55 yards and a touchdown at Carolina, 90 yards and a touchdown against the Vikings. But how about this stat? 13 running backs have had double-digit carries against the 49ers. Barring injury, Carson will become the 14th. Only one out of 13 uh, running backs with double-digit carries have had more than 69 rushing yards. That includes Todd Gurley, David Johnson twice, Kareem Hunt, Saquon Barkley, Philip Lindsay. None of them got even 70 rushing yards. Um, all right, so just last thing on Carson. Jalen Samuels or Carson? Samuels. Samuels and PPR. I've got Carson ahead of him and none. Dante Pettis or Carson? Carson. I will go with Pettis and PPR, Carson and none. DJ Moore or Carson? Carson. Dear I will take Moore and PPR and All Carson right. and non PPR. All right, yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. Um looking at the Seattle wide receivers, your thoughts on them this week. I like Lockett a lot. Yep. Lock it up. What about Baldwin? He'll be okay if he plays. Number three receiver. Right. He'll help you bald win your fantasy league. <laughs> so you like Lockett better than Baldwin if they both play? Yes. Yep. Lockett is top 20 for me. I like him better than Galladay. like him better than DJ Moore, Tyler Boyd, Giants receivers. Not Beckham. You well, Beckham's not going to play, okay, dude. <laughs> so I like him better than Beckham, too. So there. Uh, Baldwin or Carson? Baldwin or Carson, not Lockett. Carson. Carson. All righty. Nick Mullins. Yeah, I'm starting Nick Mullins in Superflex. Going to need a big like one. It. Yeah. Sure? Yeah, why not? Like he had a big game against Seattle at 26 fantasy points. He's actually 
here's fantasy points in five starts. 28, 12, 10, 26, and 23. I am so impressed with Kyle Shanahan. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. yep. He's know. doing great, and it's it's helping this very mediocre quarterback put up good fantasy numbers. I don't think the Seattle defense is anywhere near as good as they were on Monday. They played on Monday. Now they're on the road after that. So prep time was short, turnaround time short. And I think the 49ers give him a game. I would actually be surprised if Nick Mullins had a terrible game. Yeah, me too. Seahawks, in their last seven games, Kirk Cousins is the only quarterback who played poorly. And we'll see if, if uh, last week was a turning point for them. Maybe their defense is just awesome. I I don't think so, but we'll see. It all comes down to the pass rush. When the pass rush is good, they're good. Like most teams. Yeah. If Brita is out, does Wilson have a good game or a great game? Uh, Good game. The, the thing that was a little surprising last week was the lack of involvement in the passing game because that's what set him apart in this first game was the eight catches on nine targets. Right. I had a now, feeling that that was Shadahan said that was by design the first time around. So hopefully he's a little bit more involved again. They don't. They they never typically did that. I think that was something that was game plan specific two games ago. <laughs> I don't know what's with me. Um, and I, I don't think he was a prolific pass catcher coming out of North Texas. I don't think you can count on him for a lot of catches. Well, here's one. Here's one thing that working in his favor. Seahawks are terrible against pass catching running backs. They allow the second most receiving yards to running backs. A running backs caught a touchdown against the Seahawks in three of their last four games. Seven running backs have had 40 or more receiving yards against the Seahawks in their last eight games. That's crazy. Uh, how much do you like Dante Pettis this week, fellas? I dig him. Yep. Ride the touchdown streak. He's fast. He's been playing well. I'd, I'd like to see a higher catch rate, but plenty of his targets have been long, and Mullins isn't exactly known for connecting on deep balls. But I think the targets will continue to be there for him. And... Uh, I will repeat myself from a few minutes ago that Seattle defense isn't as good as they looked on Monday. Um, Pettis is a start. But one thing they are good at is limiting tight ends. So you're going to start George Kittle. But the only question I have is, Kittle had six catches for 70 yards against the Seahawks two weeks ago. Would you start Jalen Samuels or George Kittle? Samuels. I have Kittle higher. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like I think I was mentioning going into... The th- the Thursday game, yeah. I was going to say the Chargers. The Chargers are not bad against tight ends. They did a really good job against Travis Kelsey. I, I think next year the Chargers are going to be unbelievable against tight ends. Derwin James is yes. yeah, Exactly. He's so good. All right, that's it for this game. We're going to get to Miami and Minnesota, a game that nobody's looking for. Actually, I, false. I am looking forward to Miami and Minnesota. It's kind of an easy game to break down for fantasy purposes, but we'll get to that in just a second right after this break. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Dolphins visiting the Vikings. Stat of the game. Inventions in the state of Minnesota include masking tape and scotch tape, Wheaties cereal, Bisquick, HMOs, the Bunt Pan, Avita Beauty Products, and Green Giant Vegetables. It's according to 50states.com. Thank you. Green Giant Vegetables were invented in Minnesota? That's what it said. Minnesota invented inventions. So okay. they invented broccoli. Well, I think the the company probably started there. That's is, my guess. Do you invent a company or do you like start a company? You start it. Stat of the game number two. Kirk Cousins has now scored more than 24 fantasy points in six point per passing touchdown leagues once in his last nine games. 
That includes great matchups at the Jets, home against the Saints, home against the Lions, and at Seattle. So that's one big game in his last nine games for Kirk Cousins. It was against the Packers. Is he going to have a big game? He'll have a good game. He'll be right around what Rivers did, 22 points. Okay, so he top Better top than Rodgers, better than Winston, better than Cam. All right, but we're not thinking like massive performance. No, because I, mean, he I don't think the Dolphins the, push him to. The only one of the three uh, check marks that worry you about Cousins are a team with winning record. Because <laughs> yeah. bad on the road, he's playing at home. Bad in prime time, games are during the day. <laughs> team's winning record, Dolphins for 7-6. So they barely qualify as a team with a winning record. <laughs> this could be his first win this year over a team with a winning record. Uh, I know you like uh, Dalvin Cook, Jamie. Yeah, it's their start of the week. I think it sets up to have, uh, I would say, his best game of the season. Um, you know, he has uh, a high of 16 carries. That was week one. Last week, 13 carries. you got to assume the change in offense coordinator is to get him more involved in, in every capacity, but specifically carrying the ball. And you look at this Dolphins defense. Um, I know they played better of late. They did a good job against Sony Michelle. Uh, the game before with Marlon Mack, you know, should have been a big game. Yeah. He had uh, over 90 total yards. Uh, but if you like trends, the three NFC North teams to face Miami so far this season, Tariq Cohen went off, Aaron Jones went off, Karrion Johnson went off. I think Dalvin Cook will go off too. Okay. Both Minnesota wide receivers, no hesitation? No. Diggs is the number two, but still top 15. Thielen, top 10. And uh, I don't know if Xavier Howard's going to play, but if he does... Whoop de doo. If he doesn't, Mika Fitzpatrick got roasted last week. Well, he had maybe his absolute worst game of the season. I don't know that it's whoop de doo because he's got seven interceptions. It might affect well, Cousins. Maybe yeah, I don't think I don't think that he's a reason why you sit or downgrade Stephon Diggs. No, I was going to say Cousins because you know Miami yeah, Miami's second maybe. in the NFL in interceptions. Howard has seven of them. Yeah, he's he's a monster. I'm not ready to call him a monster. I didn't think he was going to play. I didn't think it was even uh, He has a chance. Uh, Adam Gase said there's an oppor- there's still a possibility he plays. And um, he was back at practice doing some side drills. But um, I would be surprised if he played too. He's in a contract here. I don't think you're going to see him out there risking himself uh, for further injury. Are you starting any Dolphins? Uh, not if I can help it. Yeah, like you wouldn't start Kenyon Drake over. Would you start Kenyon Drake or Derrick Henry? Henry. Henry. I mean, Drake, you got lucky last week. You did. The touches have been way down for him. It's very fluky. Double digit fantasy points and three straight non PPR, and you know how it's been done. Yeah. You got the miracle play last week, <laughs> limited touches. Frank Gore is still getting too much work for some reason. Now, Gore did miss practice yesterday for personal reasons. If for whatever reason he's out, that changes things. But most likely you're not playing him. Kyle Rudolph, anyone? No, thank you. If you're desperate, the oh. Dolphins are bad against tight ends. I'd rather have broccoli. <laughs> you don't like broccoli? I do like broccoli. Oh, yeah, I love broccoli. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I would say. Likes broccoli, hates pickles. I would you say like cucumbers. broccoli is my favorite green vegetable. Yeah, I do. I like cucumbers a lot. You like cucumbers, but you don't. Don't even say that. They're not even close. I knew you were going to go there. But they are close. They're not even close. Well, how do you make pickles? But they don't taste anything alike. It's like saying grapes and raisins aren't the same. They're not that. They're they don't taste that similar. I understand they're, they mm. that they're similar structurally. You know what I forgot today? And Your mind. I forgot the bonanza. Oh, great! I'll think about it. All right, let's go to our next game. I have to turn the music down for this game because I do you not. Should have last night. Oh, man. People would have been pretty pissed at me about Keenan Allen if I had gone with that. Yeah. I don't know if last night was would have been a successful bonanza. Uh, it would have been a successful bonanza. Uh, really? Would it have? How did Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey? Yeah, I guess not. Are you happy with what Patrick Mahomes gave you? No, but he still would have qualified. Green Bay's at Chicago. Not a bonanza. Stat of the game. I already gave it. Six of seven running backs with more than 12 carries against the Packers have scored 10 or more in non-PPR, 12 or more points in PPR. Good, the good sign for Jordan Howard, uh, but he's Jordan Howard. Um, I know you don't like Cam Newton. Who do you like more, Cam or Rodgers? Uh, Cam as of now. I've got Cam higher. I'm going to revisit the Bears side of this game before 
the uh, mailbag podcast. Uh, well, because I'm I'm just I'm I'm very intrigued by what the Bears do on offense, and I'm not sure how they're going to go about attacking Green Bay. All right, well, let's start with the Packers then, right? Okay, and then I think Jamie's take on Mitchell Trubisky should be heard. Packers easy. You try to sit Rodgers. You're pretty much stuck starting Aaron Jones. But I will ask you guys for some running backs you'd start ahead of Aaron Jones. Um, Dalvin Cook. One was last night, Justin Jackson. Uh, two were I last mean, night. It's, it's basically the names you know. It's not like he's uh, you know, behind a lot of... He's not behind the 49ers guys. He's not behind Elijah McGuire. We've talked about that already. He's behind Joe Mixon and David Johnson, Leonard Fournette. Dalvin. He, huh? He's behind Dalvin. He's behind Dalvin Cook. Yeah. How about uh, Lamar Miller? No. How about nope. Tariq Cohen in PPR? Uh, yeah, he's sure. there. I, I'd start going over him. How about Tariq Cohen in non-PPR? Um, no, I'd start Jalen Samuels over him in PPR, too. Okay. Uh, and then Devontae Adams is a must-start. And Jimmy yep. Graham is a, is a sit. So yep. the Packers are pretty easy. Jamie, what's your take on Mitchell Trubisky? You have him 10th. Dave has him 15th. Heath has him 9th. Yeah, I mean, this is a bad defense. You know, so I, I think you just look at it. Uh, three of the last four against them, 22 or more fantasy points. The one who didn't do that was Josh Rosen. So you have to kind of throw that out. Um, I think he'll get back to running the ball a little bit. Um, and, and last week, you know, was kind of a, a, a bad setup for him because he's coming off the game with a shoulder injury. So you have the rust involved with there. But the Rams defense, you know, I know the numbers don't suggest it, but they're a different team when they keep the leaves on the field. And then you have – that was the first time or, or the second time, the Detroit game was the first time, where you have Tlaib and Dante Fowler. So better pass rush and better secondary. So this Packers defense is not going to be the same test by any any semblance. And so, uh, you know, you go – also look at his, his overall games at home. Um, almost 32 points per game at home. Now, a lot of that's fluky because he had the 55-point game against Tampa Bay. But still – his numbers at home out, are better. Do you have any idea what his average is? Huh? If you take out that game, do you have any oh, idea what his average is? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's probably is? somewhere close to 20. Trubisky, Which isn't bad. Trubisky at this point, I'm not saying we're wrong to do this, but because he got off to a slow start and because he missed a few games, we're more or less hanging on a brilliant four-game stretch where we saw what he's capable of. Uh, he has not quite been the same since then. Well, I mean, he's missed two games, and then last week was first time back. So Yeah, but, but, about, but three of his last four games have been duds. But I don't... But I, but, at Buffalo, home against Minnesota, home against the Rams, in his first game back, I'm not. I actually don't disagree with you at all. I'm, not, I'm just. I'm just throwing it out there. Three of his last four games have been duds. Yeah, and and it's I do think setup, you know Trubisky's in that conversation of because most people held on to him and he's not like he's a waiver wire guy. Right. You're you either picked up Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen or you know I I, I don't know where you have him, Dave, in comparison to Nick Mullins and Derek Carr and 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 the waiver wire guys for this week, but. I mean, it really comes down to, I think most people at this point will probably say they're starting Lamar Jackson over him. No way. I'm too afraid of Lamar Jackson getting pulled. Okay, uh, so fine. So maybe not most people will, but I think but, so, I think that's a consideration for a lot of people. But does that concern it's, you, Jackson getting pulled? I, I need to bring that up. Uh, a little bit. A little bit. But, you know, I, I think that you just have to go with the, the thought of Tampa Bay's not that good. They're at home. He's going to really have to vomit all over himself to be pulled. Yeah. Right, I think he's got just enough leash where you can feel confident in starting him. So, Dave, why are you lower on Trubisky, 15th? Well, I'm, let me, again, say that I reserve the right to change my mind on this. I'm going to take another look at it. But I just did not like the way that Trubisky played last week. And I, there's been a little too much inconsistency in his passing for me to buy into him as a reliable fantasy starter. And uh, I, I think this is a game. I, I, I don't like the Packers' run defense at all. Their secondary is bad, too. That's well documented. But I wonder if the Bears kind of turn to their run game a little bit. I have Tariq Cohen ranked very high. I think he could be a big-time playmaker on the ground and through the air. And if he's a big enough playmaker through the air, that would obviously be a huge boost to Trubisky. I started the week with him in the 20s at quarterback. And I moved him to 15. And if I, I, just, I, I, if I could get a really good beat on him and what I think the Bears can do, and I'll, I'll confidently move him into my top 12. Maybe by the end of the day, I'll have him. I don't think I'm going to have him ahead of Dak, who I have at 10 right now. So maybe he'll be ahead of Lamar Jackson. I, I doubt it. He'll probably be no higher than 13. 
Okay. But he could also slip down a little bit. I'm really going to give it another look and try and take a really good estimate on what the Bears can do against this defense. Because it's not a good defense. I, I think this is a last stand kind of game for the Packers, and I don't expect them to survive it very well. All right. So we've talked enough about the running backs. What about the Bears' pass catchers? Are you starting any, any of them? No. It's, it's, it's almost like the anti-cam. I will say, I wonder, though, is Taylor Gabriel someone worthy of that sleepers discussion we have? He has four straight games with seven to nine targets. Granted, Trubisky didn't play. Most, I think he only played one of them. The problem with Gabriel has been that he, he was a, he was like a PPR stud because he'd catch seven or eight passes, and then he'd have like 40 or 50 yards. And now he's not catching any more than, what, three, four passes? So I think he's kind of just... A guy you can safely put on the waiver. I think all three bears qualify as sleeper, yeah, receivers, and all three qualify as busts. Would you start Allen Robinson (laughs) or Derrick Henry? Henry. I think I'll go Henry and PPR over Robinson, but that's again one that I'm going to have to think about. Allen Robinson or Corey Davis? I take my chances with Robinson this week. Last one: Allen Robinson or Sterling Shepard? Shepard. Okay, I think we're done with this game. Start the Bears DST. Arizona's at Atlanta. Um, okay, all right. Larry Fitzgerald. He's had he had nine targets last week, without Christian Kirk. There have been fifteen wide receivers with seven or more targets against Atlanta. Only two of them did not have at least seventy-seven yards or a touchdown. Nelson Aguilar in Week One and Cole Beasley. Two out of, so 13 of 15 wide receivers had 77 or more yards or a touchdown. 11 of 15 wide receivers with seven or more targets against the Falcons had 100 yards or a touchdown. Stat of the game number two is about Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley's only had three games all year with more than six targets. He's been a beast in all three of them. So general broad question for Arizona at Atlanta, are you starting any wide receivers in this game other than Julio Jones? I would take a shot on Calvin Ridley, and I would take a shot on Calvin Ridley and Larry Fitzgerald in PPR. I would try to avoid Fitzgerald if you can. I just, he's given you at least 10 PPR fantasy points in four of his last five. Actually, it's six of his last seven. So it's a safe floor. In non PPR, I'm not going to trust him. Now, okay. Fitzgerald or. Well, Fitzgerald or Ridley, I guess. Start with that. Who do you have ranked higher? I'm going to take Ridley because I expect him to be matched up against David Amerson, and he will torch David Amerson if given the opportunity. And if Austin Hooper doesn't play, that should oh, open up a point. couple more targets. Yeah, that's a good point. And I'd, at home, I'll, he, Ooh, he's great against the Saints. This is what I said last week about Ridley. He's great against the Saints. He's pretty good at home. He's terrible otherwise. Now I'm going to have to decide... Between Calvin Ridley, if if Hooper's out, and uh, Josh Adams and Elijah McGuire in half PPR. What the upside think? is with uh, Ridley, he, but he ha- like he is having such a terrible stretch. Yeah, yes. the downsides with Ridley too. I mean, like we're yeah. talking like less than forty yards most weeks. Home away, it doesn't matter as long as he's not playing the Saints. Yeah. Uh, Elijah McGuire is probably where you'll end up going. Yeah, probably. Uh, we talked about the Falcons running backs, not too enthused about them. David Johnson is top 10. It's It's got to be slightly nerve-wracking just because he's had good matchups lately and has not come through, right? Johnson? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, we had this conversation with Will, right. for instance, that, you know, Will thinks he's going to have a great game. He absolutely could. But he's had some good matchups along the way and hasn't taken advantage of it. Have the Falcons been better against running backs the last two weeks? You know, I think so. They haven't been a total disaster. Gus Edwards, 21 carries, 82 yards. Aaron Jones, 17 for 78 and a touchdown, three catches, 28 yards. That's a great game. But it's not like 150 yards or anything like that, which isn't out of the question with uh, the Falcons. However, why do I bring that up? Deion Jones returned for those two games. So they're probably a little bit better against running backs. And that Falcon, the excuse me, that Cardinals offensive line just continues to take hits. Yeah, it's a terrible front five. <laughs> why do we? Why do we have him top twelve then? I don't think it's that good. 
the the Falcons defense. Oh, it's it's not. I, he was saying the the line is so bad for the Cardinals. Uh, sure, but bad versus bad. Take the talent. Dalvin Cook or David Johnson. Dalvin Cook. Cook. Uh, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Dante Pettis, or David Johnson. Johnson. I think it's close in PPR with Moore. I'll, I think I'll still say David Johnson. Kenny Galladay or David Johnson? Johnson. Johnson. Okay, and that's pretty much it for this game. If Hooper plays, do you have any interest in him? No. No, because I think the Falcons will be okay at running the football. And the Atlanta DST is not a bad streamer. 11th for Jamie, 8th for Dave, 14th for Heath. They're 41% owned. Two more games, fellas. Tennessee is at the Giants. Stat of the game. This one, we haven't talked about Evan Ingram much. He's about 70-something percent owned. Very specific. Tennessee allows the fewest fantasy points to tight ends. They also have faced almost no good tight ends. They faced Zach Ertz, and he had 112 yards. But they held Eric Ebron to zero catches. Uh, what's your interest level in Evan Ingram this week? This is all... All right, if, if Odell Beckham plays, then Beckham and Barkley are starts, and that's it. If Beckham doesn't play, then Shepard and Ingram become more interesting. So in that scenario, what about uh, Ingram? Well, first of all, let's just make it clear that the game that Eric Ebron went catchless against Tennessee, he didn't even have any targets, which is just rare. Uh, that was the game where he tried to throw a touchdown, I believe. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Evan Ingram's just, he's had an explosive play each of his last two games. I think volume will be mediocre. Might be good for about eight or nine PPR points. Uh, I would try to stay away if you can, no matter Beckham in or out. The Titans have yet to allow a touchdown to a tight end all season. They're the only team to do that. So the upside is minimal, in my opinion. All right. Mariota, how come you guys are a little low on him, considering 25 or 26 fantasy points in four of his last five games, the only exception being the Jaguars? I just think they're going to run. I do, too. I agree. Um, and, and, you know, I look, I... I'm stuck starting him in the Superflex League, but I don't like... Mariota in cold weather is bad track record. Mm. Um, but I do think that he's been playing pretty well, and the Giants have actually struggled against mobile quarterbacks, but there are too many good options. I understand Mariota outside the top 20. Deion Lewis, any interest in Deion Lewis? No. No. Corey Davis? I'm okay with him as a fence sitter between number two and number three receiver. Yeah, I tried to set him if you can. His numbers have not exactly been great with Taewon Taylor on the field. Do you like him better than Taewon Taylor, though? Slightly. Jamie's got Ferkser 10th. Dave has him 16th. Heath 18th. That's a non-PPR. And PPR, 10th, 14th, and 18th. Yeah, we, yeah I'm, I'm excited about him. I've moved him up. He's 13th for me in non-PPR. Oh, all right. Yeah, not a bad streamer. I, just, I can't do it with Jimmy Graham anymore. <laughs> I just think I'm you look at the sure. overall numbers of what the two tight ends have been doing in the last month. Certainly right. the last it's, three games coming in the last week. Right. Your whole argument has been the role of the tight end in the Tennessee offense mm-hmm. and what it's been, and now Ferkser should get a lot of that. I hope he does. I'm just I'm worried about just how many targets he'll end up getting. Well, I don't think you're getting more than <clears> seven or eight, <throat> but I mean, do you think you're even getting five? Yeah, I mean he's been basically four with John on the field. All right. I, I, he's got I three catches each of the last dunk. three weeks. Huh? I don't think it's a slam dunk. He gets five targets. But if he does, he I'd be surprised if he got less than five. Do you know what his catch rate is this year? 100%. 100%. That's pretty good. I think the Giants win. Is that stupid? Uh, I think they could. It's so funny that they're still mathematically alive. Any interest in Eli Manning, by the way? No. Nah. Okay, and your quick thoughts on Sterling Shepard? He had almost nothing last week. That was disappointing. But I think he got Josh Norman a decent amount. I would imagine they're probably going to have to throw a little bit more this week. Look, the Titans are good against the run. They're not great, but they're good. So if they just focus all their attention on Barkley and put Eli Manning in some of these third and long situations, that's the guy he's going to look at first. Yeah. I I think he – I don't know if you could tell me if you care, but I think he had a lot of Josh Norman last week. But two catches, 17 yards, and a touchdown on six targets for Sterling Shepard. I may have asked this. I apologize. But who's a better flex, Shepard or Henry? Henry. I'll take Henry. Okay. One more game, Philadelphia at the Rams. This would have been, under normal circumstances, 
a bonanza. But I certainly, in good conscience, could not pick the Rams and the Eagles. And since I picked the Steelers two weeks ago, and I'm trying to go Survivor Pool style here, I will not pick the Patriots-Steelers games. And guys, you know, this is a really tough week for a bonanza. So I'm not going to pick one. What? Nah, just kidding. I'm going to pick one. Over-under in this game is only 44 points. Seattle and San Francisco is your NFC West bonanza. All right, so for San Francisco, you got to get one of the running backs. Mullins, Pettis, Kittle, and I think if both running backs play, then no. I only need those three. No? (laughs) You can't have bonanza without the running back. (laughs) Well, uh, Well, Carson from uh, the other side. Carson for sure. If we get if Locked we get it. if we get six good fantasy options in that game, that's a bonanza. By the way, I think this might be your boldest bonanza of the year. No, last year's last week's was that it was the worst ever. That was the Bears Rams. But thank you, Dave. No, uh, I think that that was a predictable bonanza. The result wasn't good. Oh gosh! But I don't think that was a bold prediction. I think this is kind of bold. All right, Rams at uh, Rams hosting the Eagles. Start all Rams, sit all Eagles other than Ertz. Thank you yep. very much. That's the that's the game. <laughs> okay. I I mean I want to dedicate a little bit more time. How do you how do you feel about the wide receivers? Alshon Jeffrey and Nick Foles had a nice little thing going last year. Uh, they I, did. It's great that they did. I don't want to trust Alshon in this spot when I would I would imagine Akeem Talib will be assigned to him. And he will help take away some numbers from Alshon. He could always score. There's no doubt about that. I, I think he's matchup proof when it comes to that. But I don't see. I don't have the confidence to trust him this week. He's a number three receiver at the very, very best. Josh Adams. If he'll get the carries, he'll probably have a nice game. The Rams are just terrible against the run. Uh, how many carries do you think he gets? I think they're chasing points. And it's going to be tough for him. Yeah. Thirteen. I yeah. take the under. Would you would you start a Bills running back over Josh Adams? I'd start McCoy if he plays. Yeah. Would you start yeah, Elijah? Go, no, I don't really like either one. I I think I would go McCoy, but I wouldn't want to start either one. Oh no! But would you start Adams or Elijah McGuire? I think I'm going to end up oh, saying McGuire. McGuire. That's easy. Okay. Uh, and then Goff is third for you guys, so it's time to get back on track for the Rams. Yep. Cool. Reynolds or Elijah McGuire? McGuire. McGuire will get more opportunities for sure. He might get more catches alone than Reynolds. Are you going to move the Rams DST up? Only seventh, last I checked, for both of you guys? Uh, Probably not much more, if anything. Okay. But they should be in lineups. Any Rams tight end interest? No. No. Last thing. Do you guys watch the Thursday night pregame show on Fox ever? No. No. They play a very fun game. We do our own pregame show, Adam. Thanks for watching. They have a very <laughs> fun game. It's Strayhead like hosts. And it's uh, with Bradshaw and um, Howie Long. We do a fun game, too. What do you do? What do you play? Uh, if you watched, I would tell you. I thought you were going to say, gotta go by. Yeah, that no. would have been, that that been perfect. Been gotta go by. Um, well, anyway, no, I'm, I wanted I'm, to talk I'm a good about company it. Company guy, I wouldn't leave you hanging like that. I I wanted to talk about it, but now I'm not going to talk about it because you guys throw it up. So let's go Seahawks and uh, Niners. Let's get some points. Talk to you on the mailbag on Saturday. Later, everybody. You forgot that one guy though. Oh, who th- who's that? You know his name. This last name by? No. Who? His middle name is by. Gotta go by jerk. Uh, what na, the? Na, 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 na. Nah.